from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Our get started here with men's hockey head coach Ed Gozik and myself, Dan Tortora. We're here with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We're online live with you right now on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT for those of you at work and those of you that couldn't make it and those fans around the country as well as the alumni of Oswego. And Ed, first and foremost, this is our first run together with this, so appreciate you coming out. Thank you for being here and obviously you've had a lot of success and just what you can say about coming back for yet another season over a decade over a baker's dozen at this point just what it means to you well we're always excited to start the new season um, we appreciate greens ale house for uh, having you here tonight and myself and helping promote our college and our hockey program we're grateful to the fans and our loyal sponsors like greens and, and others in the community that have been uh, awesome help over the years. When you look at a place like Greens that, that has been so responsive to promoting Oswego, promoting the Lakers, promoting all the programs, just what that means to you that not just, you know, with Greens, but community, you know, within this community, there's so many people that have been Oswego proud for a long time and Laker proud. Just what it means to you to know that the Laker lunatics does extend out to the business owners as well. No, absolutely. I mean, Bill Green Sr. at the Sergo Sub Shop and his son Billy Jr. that started this but before uh, uh, Jabber took over and uh, they've always been a big part of our hockey program and the community and I think that local people understand supporting local businesses and we certainly promote that, the, the companies within our community. Um, you know, it's a big part of, of supporting not just the college but minor minor league sports here and uh, we couldn't do it without them and they're there they you know are always uh, willing to step up and help sponsor events uh, so we're obviously a big uh, we're very grateful and we're always pushing for our players and the college community to support the local uh, businesses that give back and uh, that's what makes it at work and what makes the Swiggles community special Speaking here once again with Ed Gozik of men's ice hockey, the head coach of the team, myself, Dan Tortora. Wake up call airing live for you every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. online where we are right now on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. Ed, you've had the opportunity to see what the team looks like a little bit here in family and friends weekend. You got to play in your exhibition game and came out of there with a victory. What did you take away from this first game, finally get back on the ice? Seems kind of strange to be on the ice right now as the weather is in the 70s still, but you're on the ice nevertheless. We're into the fall season. Just what you took away from the team over the weekend? Well, it's a, we have five days of practice. Uh, the NCAA rules are we, we can't start till the third Monday in October. Uh, officially with the team, our captains run what they call captain skates, where they'll take the players out, out on the ice. But uh, this past Monday was the first day that our coaching staff, uh, Mark Digby and John Whitelaw and myself could get on the ice with the team. So it was a, 
a short week of uh, a long week for the players, but a short week as far as trying to cover everything. And then Saturday night, we were uh, fortunate. This is the third year with the CCHL, the Central uh, Canadian Hockey League, uh, where there are 20-year-olds uh, that aren't that haven't received a Division One scholarship at this time come down and play against us. So they've been playing since end of August. So they're, they're conditioned, they're the best players in that league in the Ottawa area, and they provided a great test for us to, to see what we have. And, uh, you know, for our guys and our team, uh, you know, the takeaways were that, you know, we're, we're, I don't say young in age, but young with our experience on the ice, having graduated 13 seniors and a lot of uh, returners that are be, being put into, uh, you know, given more ice time and accepting more roles, along with the new players to the team. Uh, you know, their work ethic was very good. Uh, there wasn't a lot of chemistry there, but in five days it's hard to establish that. Uh, but the, the work ethic was a positive. Uh, their compete level was a positive. Our goaltending situation was really an unknown going into this season. Uh, having graduated Matt Zawadzki and uh, David Jacobson a few weeks ago, decided to take a career move out in Los Angeles. So we were left with a backup goalie last year, Cedric Hansen, who was number three on our depth chart last year. And uh, David Rache, who sat out all of last year, could not practice or play uh, because he played a season of major junior hockey. So. That was a positive that both both of them, uh, you know, played extremely well and kept us in the game and gave us a chance to be successful as we gained more experience through the game. Not having, uh, as you mentioned, Matt and David on the team this season and seeing some guys step up, what can you say about the, is there a void left by Matt and David or is that void being, I know it's early on, but can you get a sense that the void is being filled without Matt and David, or, or does it, is that going to take some time in your opinion? Well, you know, as we always say, goaltending is your most important position. They can keep you in a lot of games. It's like pitching in baseball or having a great point guard in basketball that can distribute to the right people or having that quarterback in football uh, is the equal to goaltending in ice hockey. And obviously the experience that we lose with those both, David transferring to us from Arizona State and Matt being a four-year uh, player for us and uh, played in a lot of important games. You know, that's, that's a lot of minutes to replace with two players that were virtually untested. They're both great athletes. They're both very good students. Um, they take, you know, the academics and their hockey very serious. Uh, they're great in the weight room. They're good teammates. And so, you know, the team's behind them 100%. Um, I think they exemplify what we're all, all about, our culture, um, our standards of excellence that we have, uh, which is basically the culture of our program that, you know, who we are on and off the ice in the classroom in the community and David and Cedric uh, live up to that uh, standard and uh, there's no doubt in my mind that both of them will be very successful not just here but when they leave us they go and move on into the real world. Speaking here with men's ice hockey head coach Ed Gozik of the Oswego State 
Lakers team. And, and Ed, to look at your record over time, 288 wins. It's 85 losses, 25 ties. 75.5% of the time you're winning the game. I, I know as a coach, each game is a new season. There's a focus. You're either 1-0 or 0-1 in that game, then you move to the next one. But do you ever take a step back and appreciate what's happened over the years to look at the fact that you have almost 300 wins to less than 100 losses so far? I think now I have a different perspective as my wife Mary, God bless her, used to say even, you know, two days after we won the national championship and you're out on the road recruiting, your season extends and so you're a little late. But you, as she said, if you, you promise me if you ever are fortunate enough to win it again, that you'll take some time to enjoy it. And uh, not that we haven't enjoyed it over the years, but I, I think, as you said, uh, winning a national championship was nice, but we take greater pride in the consistency of our program, and I think any coach does that. Um, but the second you sit back and you think that you know it all or you have a pat hand or you start to think that you don't have to work, uh, outwork the young coaches, you know, that are constantly coming up, and they do a great job. And, and as a person that's been here for 27 years coaching, now 13 as an assistant, and I'm starting my 15th year as the head coach, you understand that, you know, you're only as good as your last game, and our last game, you know, we weren't successful. So each year you, you know, as I say, it, Staying humble and understanding the work ethic that goes into it with any job is the keys to consistency and getting our players to buy in. I've been blessed with great assistant coaches that are here for the right reasons. They understand it's about the players. I'm really just the caretaker of the program. George Crow, Herb Hammond, Don Unger, George Roll, and now myself, the fifth coach here. Um, we really just strive to keep the program at the level that it's been at over the years. And uh, we're a blue-collar community. I think our team, we, you know, we have that same mentality of work ethic first. I think our fans appreciate that, uh, that it's all about the work ethic and commitment. And we can ask that of the players, but we have to hold ourselves as coaches accountable too and making sure that the team is prepared with the X's and O's, that they're disciplined, and that they're conditioned. The three things that we strive uh, to uphold each and every year, along with bringing in the best talent that fits our culture and our program. When you bring up, obviously, the, the coaches and your coaching staff, you get all, you get the the credit if if there's if there's a lot of good going on they're going to talk about you if there's a winning streak if you look at obviously the record of the 288 85 and 25 we're discussing it and if there's a string of losses and Oswego's not playing up to what the community is hoping for you're going to hear that too so what can you say about those assistants that surround you and help you and have helped you over the years because they are the unsung heroes they are the ones that we don't talk about enough no, absolutely. There's, as I said, I've been very fortunate with not only great, they're not only great coaches, but they're great people. And, uh, you know, 
when you're early on and you're coach your your ego gets in the way and you know as you're an assistant you always think well I'd do this and I'd do that and uh, and then you come to realize later on that if you're doing something that you love whether you're an assistant coach or a head coach you're passionate about it it's really all that matters when George Roll left you know our wives were friends our children were friends and uh, we had a great relationship and Quite frankly, it was hard to see him go. I was happy being an assistant with George. Um, you know, our present assistants, our, our graduate assistant, John Whitelaw, our former captain, you know, he does a great job and brings that youthful energy and, uh, you know, a little different perspective with dealing with the players. Mark Digby, Digby starts his, I believe it's his eighth season and has done an outstanding job uh, with our program and, and with recruiting and with all of it. And I think with both of them, as we preach to our players, they're really not assistant coaches, they're head coaches in their positions with their responsibilities with us. And uh, both of them, there's no doubt my mind, could be a you know, head coach here at many programs. Um, so when you're on the same page, you know, it's not, program's not about Ed goes like the program, you know, it's not about them either. It's really about our players and what we do to um, get them to buy in. And as we say, you know you're successful when at the end of the year that the players and your captains are really running the program, running what's going on. Um, and uh, the assistant coach role, it's thankless, you know, it's a thankless job, as you said. Uh, you know, things go well, I get the credit, and the reality is they should be getting, getting the credit for their dedication and hard work, and, you know, ultimately I'm responsible, but when you have people that you can trust and they're representing your program, whether they're on the road recruiting, whether they're dealing with the media, whether they're representing us in the community, uh, they're the two guys we have now are first-class individuals, the same as the, the guys before them, you know, Kyle Laughlin, Danny Ford, Pete Sears, uh, Mike Gray, who does our video, um, Joe Cardarelli, the coach now at uh, Cortland. They've all done a very good job here, and um, I'm very grateful. Blessed that I've had them, and, and that their friendships are very important. The side that you don't look at it, you know, many times is, uh, you know, you, you ask a lot of them. They have to put up with with my shortcomings, right? And many times, as I say, they, they cover me and make me look good. And so, I believe me, I'm, I'm very grateful and appreciative of all that they do. When you look at, you know, your time period and having a decade and a half is where we're at right now for your coaching at Oswego State as the men's ice hockey head coach. What have your assistant assistants taught you the most? I mean, are there some of those guys that you can go to and say, you know, that something, somebody that somebody said, something that somebody said that stayed with you or someone that really just affected your life in a, in a big way? Do you have those moments you can reach back to and say, you know, thank God this coach said this to me at this time in my life or in my career, or do you even get that right now? Well, obviously Pete Sears, he was uh, 
you know, as Mark uh, Digby and I say many times, we want to grow up and be like Pete Sears. The, for the local people in the community that know him, they understand here's a guy that was here at Oswego and did not have to go serve his country in the Vietnam War, but decided to go. And uh, right in the middle of, of his uh, career here at Oswego, uh, also his, his girlfriend, wife, uh, Kay here uh, as a student. So, you know, he leaves, he serves his country, he comes back here, he's an All-American here at Oswego after serving in Vietnam. How many people, how many Division Three athletes make an Olympic team in any sport? And for Pete Sears to represent uh, not only our school, but uh, the community in the 72 Olympics in Sapporo, Japan, uh, and then having a great um, you know, playing career afterwards and serving our community as the high school coach for 20 some odd years and having the effect on an a awful lot of uh, young men in our community of doing things the right way. It's a uh, great person and you know his wisdom to us and working with our program right up to a few years ago. Uh, you know, he's certainly a role model to all of us here. Uh, in our program here in Oswego. Um, and there's many coaches that have certainly had an impact on on uh, my career and my growth as a coach and putting things in perspective, X's and O's, uh, you know, compared to the work ethic part and the character part of your program. And as we often say many times, it's easy to judge a team on wins and losses, but more important, the character of our players and what they do when they leave here and the ability to call them friends, you know, after graduation. And when you look to the players that you've had over the years and, and the success that you've had, do you have some of those players that, that you look back now and and say that, you know, when you, when, a, when you go to leadership and you look at the quality of talent, quality of a person that you've gotten, who are some of those people that, that make that Hall of Fame list for you? as former Oswego State men's ice hockey players, some of those people that no matter what happened, win, lose, or draw, no matter how many years have gone by, have stuck with you. And I mean, it could be somebody recently, could be someone in the beginning of your career at Oswego. Who are some of those guys that stick out the most to you? You're putting me on the spot. And, I am putting uh, you on the spot. i some names, and so <laughs> I'm gonna upset, uh, you know, not upset people, because we've had, we've had some, unbelievable people uh, in our program um, that maybe they're not uh, the all-american players but their character is second to none and there's so many of them but a few of my favorites uh, just for certain things that they've done and, and uh, you know after hockey um, you know, one named Joe Carabs, he was a defenseman for us um, early on in my coaching career with Coach Roll and then myself. He met his wife Lauren here in Oswego, uh, married and have, uh, uh, you know, beautiful kids. Uh, but Joe exemplified our program, he represented it. Not only was he an All-American, but he was uh, just a first-class student, a first-class person. And, um, you know, he's one that uh, 
don't know how many people remember how he played, but he just did things the right way. It was always about the team, and we've got a lot of those guys that have been our leaders and have done things the right way over the years. Um, David Titanic uh, became captain after we graduated a lar large senior class, and just his ability to hold a young team together and lead by example and really putting putting the team first and sacrificing his own personal uh, you know, statistics uh, behind that of the team and putting the team first mentality. There, there's not a lot of people that are willing to do that. They want to be the captain, they want to be the leader, but are they really willing to put everyone else in front of themselves? And obviously David was, was one of those special people that would, would do that. But there's so many good, good people and, uh, you know, I, honestly, I've been, I've been blessed with great captains. It's not a popularity contest here when we choose captains. We take the input of our players, but as we say many times, they laugh at me when I say, but how many of you would I allow to date my daughter, right? So that's not that I want any of them dating my daughter, but that's a pretty high standard um, for how we want them to conduct themselves, um, treat women with respect, treat their teachers and, and fellow classmates on campus with respect. I think those characteristics of, if you want students to come to the game and support you, you know, be a regular student. Don't go around beating your chest just because you're on the hockey team and you think that you have this sense of entitlement that other students don't, you know, don't have. And so for us, you know, many of the people that you know, you're asking me about, they share a common bond of doing what's best in the interest of our program. And we hear a lot of coaches make the statement that it's not about I mean, obviously you want to win on the ice, but it's more than that. It has to be more than that. It has to be about building good young men in the community and, and beyond that to be good fathers, good husbands, good business people, good professional players if they continue in the world of hockey and so on and so forth. How important is that to you? Because some people call it coach speak, but any good coach is going to take care of the gentlemen and the ladies that they have to the point where they can become another parent or an expansion of the family to try and, and give those morals and those values to help that person move on in life in a positive way. So what can you say about giving more than just what a coach would give to win a game, but making sure that these kids take care of themselves and are good to the community after, during, and, and hopefully they were before coming and seeing you and playing at Oswego. Well, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. When you first go from being an assistant to a head coach, the winning part probably has a higher priority and you're willing to take shortcuts with sometimes character. And especially at our level at Division Three, uh, there's many kids that are very talented, but maybe they're lacking something with their behavior or character, but they're extremely skilled. And did I take some of those kids early on? Absolutely. Uh, and then you learn later on in life that uh, when you get to the end of the year, if you're really in the hunt for a national championship or a league championship, all the teams that are there usually have equal talent and they're well coached. And many times it comes down to the character of the players. And so you ask, where does that 
enter into the equation and it's uh, why upsets happen it's why you know it's not always just based on talent and I don't you know I root for Syracuse football I don't know a lot about the makeup of their talent but how many of the players on the Syracuse team would even make the Clemson team or were recruited by a caliber program like Clemson and so you know, to the point is their their character, the coach there looks like he's done an outstanding job of getting the players to buy in. And even though they have less talent on paper than Clemson, hey, they found a way to get it done. And that's not a you know, slam on their program or anything else. He has to work hard to get the players that he has. But many times as we say, character and work ethic can be you know, talent, when talent doesn't work hard or think it's going to come easy. And so for us, that's a big part of our program of getting our players to buy into the work ethic and the character part. And then if you can combine it with talent, you have something special. That coming from Ed Gozik, men's ice hockey head coach at Oswego State for the Lakers. Myself, Dan Tortora, here with you. Wake up call with Dan Tortora live on location at Green's. Al House and Grill in Oswego, which you'll find on 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. And we are online on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. For those of you online, we will take a quick step aside for a fast break, and we will come right back and play something called Rapid Fire, which Coach doesn't know about. And uh, basically what that means is I'm going to throw a bunch of questions at you that have nothing to do with hockey, and you got to give me the first thing that comes to your mind. But in fairness... And after that, you get to flip the script and put me on the hot seat and do the same thing to me. So we're going to put Ed on the hot seat in just a couple minutes after this fast break online. And then we will be back to put me on the hot seat too, as I'm going to do my best to be generous and be on the other side of this. So thank you for coming out to Greens. Thank you for those of you listening online right now. We'll be back in just a moment. This is a wake-up call fast break. Green's Ale House and Grill, located on 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York, is your home for all the games, all the time, Sunday through Saturday, no matter what the sport is. It's also your home of Wingmaster Jabber, who's constantly in the kitchen creating wings that have won awards and you love to eat every single day of the week. At Green's, you'll also find the Wake Up Call with Dan Satora live on location coaches show, exclusively dedicated to the Oswego State Lakers' numerous sports programs. There's only one place to go in Oswego, and that is Green's Ale House and Grill, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. We'll see you there. We're back here and back online on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Tell us to pick up the live feed on WakeUpCallDT.com Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And you can listen here in Oswego or anywhere in the world and all throughout Central and Upstate New York, of course. We are here inside of Green's Ale House and Grill with the head coach of men's ice hockey at Oswego State for the Lakers, and that is Ed Gozik. And, of course, myself, Dan Tortora, of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And I promised you before the break that we would do something called Rapid Fire. I've had it on the show for years. It's become a staple of the show. And it allows me to speak to the person that I'm sitting down with and, and throw some questions at you that you are not ready for, Ed. It's got nothing to do with hockey. We're just going to... We're going to wing it here and see what we got here. So I'm going to, I'll, I'll ease into some of this for you. First and foremost, favorite movie of all time for you, Mr. Ed Gozik. Favorite movie of all time? Forrest Gump. 
Why Forrest Gump? Elaborate a little bit on that one. Oh, I was growing up at the... Well, I was very young at the... Well, that movie, the era that it depicted, and it just reminded me a lot of growing up here in Swingo, New York, with my parents and so forth. If any actor in the world could play Ed Gozik in a movie... So let's say they're doing a movie about Oswego Ice Hockey. What actor would you want to play you in that movie? Yeah, how about Tom Hanks? How was that? Right, I like Tom Hanks. You got a little bit of help from the crowd there, but Tom Hanks is a good one. He's played a lot of good roles. Favorite song of all time? If it had to be on repeat in the car right now, any era, any genre, what song could you throw in the car today and a month from now play it on repeat still? I have a lot of favorites, but uh, let's see. How about you two, Joshua Tree? All right, you two, Joshua Tree. Favorite band or singer of all time? Well, my daughter just took me to a U2 concert that was on my wife's bucket list, and unfortunately, she never got to see them live. She always wanted to see them live in Chicago for whatever reason, uh, but my daughter uh, and some friends took me to Buffalo to see U2, and it was a great experience, so I guess I'll stick with U2 on that, and uh, Bono for a singer. On your, so you say that that was on your wife's bucket list to go see you two. What are three things on your bucket list right now? Oh, well, I have one. My wife used to think I was crazy, but I'm, I'm not a boater. I'm trying to be a boater, but uh, to go down the intercoastal from Lake Ontario to Key West uh, would be one uh, someday when I retire. Uh, since I guess you have to leave, they say you normally leave in November and it takes you two, three months to get down the intercoastal or longer, I don't know. But uh, that's on my bucket list uh, to go to uh, go abroad, uh, Italy and some other countries and uh, see Europe, which we're hoping to do here with our team uh, in August of 2019. And then, uh, let's see, third bucket list item would be to see my, uh, oh, it's a bucket list, but a wish to see uh, both my kids married and happy. And when, I want to stick with your kids for this one, what is it about your children that you see the most of you in when they're talking with you? <laughs> well, they're a little hard-headed like their father, and uh, they have some good qualities from their mother. Uh, you know, that uh, obviously uh, so proud of uh, that part of it and uh, what they picked up. But uh, I think they're both resilient and they both uh, understand that life's not going to be easy and we're all going to face adversity at some point in our life. And I think that's a, a quality that you know, I tried to instill in them is, you know, that hear me say all the time, anybody can do it when it's easy. If your business is going well, Hey, there's no issues. When you have good health, there's no issues. When, you know, finances and all the other things are in place, uh, life is good. But how are you going to handle it when things don't go well? Because uh, at some point, that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, those are, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, they embrace those values that Mary and I tried to instill in them of giving back to the community of uh, being good people, uh, of being humble, hardworking people, 
and uh, then at the end of the day you have no regrets. What has been, and you may have kind of started to answer this already, but what has been your greatest adversity in your life up to this point, in your opinion? Well, obviously losing my wife, uh, but also, uh, you know, early on in my coaching career, we're trying to balance marriage, uh, being a good father, uh, being an assistant coach here at the college while working uh, a full-time job to be able to support uh, my family. But obviously my wife Mary was a big part of that, but losing her obviously is the biggest adversity that I faced and uh, making me realize how many people out there in the world that have uh, suffered a loss and what they're going through. I don't think I really comprehended that. Uh, I lost my dad when I was 25 and my mom lived a full life, but um, and that was very difficult, but losing your partner uh, of 40 years is uh, very difficult for all those people out there that have lost a loved one, whether it's a, a wife, a husband, a, a child. Uh, uh, it's, it's certainly been a wake-up call for me on trying to help them, and, and now that you've gone through it, what they're experiencing. When, when you have to go through, when something like this happens and everything that Mary has meant to you has meant to everyone that she has touched, all that, I mean, the, the interesting thing that I took away was before you and I met, before we sat down for this today, that when Mary was still alive, that's what I heard. Have you sat down, have you met Ed, have you met his wife Mary, oh my God, you're going to love him. And then after Mary had passed to speak with people at Oswego and just get a notion for the community. And she always had a smile on her face. It was never about her, even if she was struggling, even if she was sick. She wanted to take care of people, make sure they were okay. When you hear those stories, and obviously you lived that life, just what does that do for you? And what does that mean to you that your wife fought the battle of her life and every time somebody was around her, it was about... How is their day going? Did they pass that class? How are they holding up with their family or their parents or their significant other? It was never about Mary. So just what that means to you to know she touched all those lives and the way that she touched all those lives. Well, first of all, thank you for those kind words about her because this is the first time that I've met you. And for you to really hit it on the head with the way Mary lived her life uh, is amazing. But... She was one to always put other people first. And, uh, you know, getting back to my kids, I think that's something that they take away from that also. So, uh, and for us uh, to continue to live life and be happy, which she took it one day at a time. And, and you know, her famous saying that, uh, hey, today is the only uh, today that you get. Live it to its fullest, enjoy it, and... Uh, doing for others, putting other people first. And as you said, the, the five years of battling ovarian cancer, I really can't say there wasn't a day where, you know, whether it was forming her uh, non-for-profit peaceful remedies uh, and helping other people with life-altering diseases or helping people at the college or within our community with Hope for Heather uh, here in Oswego in the Syracuse area. 
for those ladies battling ovarian cancer and other types of cancer. Um, she was an advocate about uh, spreading the word and trying to help others, I think. You know, pretty easy to talk that. It's another to have to follow it up with your actions, and she did that, and, you know, I'm, uh, I'm blessed that she was given, you know, she made it five years after her diagnosis. Uh, as you know, ovarian cancer is a silent killer. There's no means of early detection. There's no test that they can do. And so, you know, ladies really have to be knowledgeable of their body and uh, the symptoms of ovarian cancer. And Mary helped spread that word. And, you know, this Saturday night is going to be a pretty special night at the college. It's Teal Night. Some local doctors uh, a few years ago uh, bought the jerseys for the women's team and our team to wear uh, at the games. And uh, everyone that comes this Saturday night can receive a teal t-shirt to wear at the game. And uh, you know, have a minute there instead of a moment of silence. Uh, Mark, my assistant, came up with the idea of having a uh, Mary's Minute with a I believe it's the first minute of each period for everyone to stand in chair like Mary would do. And uh, whether she was feeling great or not, uh, you know, she was uh, obviously my biggest fan and our program's biggest fan and adopted, you know, 27 players every year and uh, treated them like they were her own. To go off of that into, into something... Uh, in a different different realm, if you could be doing anything else in the world right now, what would you be doing? What would what would be the profession of Ed Gozik if you were not the head coach of the hockey team here? Well, believe it or not, I enjoy gardening. Uh, like, you know, trying to be creative and, uh, you know, I built a little pond out behind our house for Mary and, uh, you know, I enjoy... Uh, landscaping and gardening and believe it or not mowing the lawn I think it gives me a chance I don't think there's many guys that would say that but uh, it gives me a chance to think and reflect and think about our team and our chemistry and recruiting and ideas and things that uh, are important and uh, you know, uh, even my faith I, you know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite to say that I had a great faith uh, up until Mary's passing, it certainly helped me, as you hear people say many times, faith, family, and friends, with those things. Uh, when I'm doing uh, yard work, it gives me a chance. So I guess I would be some type of a landscape, lawn mowing, <laughs> leaf raking, regular person that, uh, you know, enjoys that type of work. I could say if you uh, if you add snow blowing into that, you'll probably be a pretty rich man in central and upstate New York if you're willing to travel for that. Well, I don't enjoy that part of living here in <laughs> upstate New York. I've been here an awfully long time, and it's part of our culture. But you know what? It kind of goes hand in hand with our sport. It's I think you know we take pride that it gives our fans. We have loyal fans that come out in adverse weather conditions to support our team and our program. And uh, I think our hockey program provides a relief for something to do here in the wintertime. It's always 
you know, our basketball team's been great, and basketball's awesome. I know, you know, Oswego and Syracuse and so forth, but Oswego's always been a hockey community. We've got the three arenas in town. Minor Hockey Association has been huge, and the high school programs, and, uh, you know, a junior program here now. So hockey, you know, the weather, the adverse weather, and hockey seem to go hand in hand here in our, in our community. The greatest accomplishment you've ever had that was not on the ice is what? Well, I said many times I over-recruited when I was able to find my wife in marriage, the two children. Fair enough. That's a good one. If you could be any superhero in the world, who would you be and why? Superhero. Let's see. I wish you would have given me three to pick from because I'm not a big superhero guy. I, I guess I'll say Batman only because my physician's uh, superhero, uh, Doc Hanna's superhero, is uh, Batman. So I'll, I'll go with Batman. He helps, uh, right? Helps the uh, the underprivileged or helps good versus evil. So I'll go with Batman. If you are taking a, a moment aside, besides gardening and besides, you know, raking and whatnot, landscaping, what do you like to do away from hockey? If you get a little bit of time to yourself, what do you use it for? Well, I enjoy, uh, very fortunate, I have a house on the lake, uh, the first house there past the college, heading down towards Rudy's, uh, that Mary and I were able to enjoy for uh, four years. I wish you got more time, but uh, sitting over on the lake, enjoying the water, the sunsets, um, the peacefulness of the lake, and the strength of the lake. Uh, so I enjoy being on the water. I guess thus leading into my bucket list item of the intercoastal, and I've got room. I don't have a boat yet, but you're welcome to be one of the... Uh, one of the mates or whatever you call them to help me on this trip. Yeah, maybe you could do the radio show on the trip down the intercoastal. But uh, spending time on the water, I enjoy uh, my brother's racing career, obviously, has been a big part of our family and uh, my life. I don't spend the time that I did in the past with him with that, but I'm extremely proud of him and uh, what he's accomplished. Him. You know, my, my brother Stan with his music career, my sister Sue on her her career and her family, and obviously uh, Mary's four sisters. I enjoy following their family, so um, spending time with family being on the water. And finally, for you on the hot seats, if there was a mission statement for Ed Gozik that would go above your head, everywhere you walk to, you walk in here, you walk into the arena, you're walking on campus, you're at home, whatnot, you're at a family function. What would be the quotes above your head everywhere you went? Well, I used to say, uh, you know, treat people the way that you want to be treated, but now I would change that to treat people the way that they want to be treated. Treat people the way they want to be treated. They're coming from Ed Gozik, the men's ice hockey head coach for Oswego State.
Myself, Dan Tortoro, Wake Up Call with Dan Tortoro. We'll take a step aside for a quick, fast break for those of you online on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. And we will come back. Ed gets to put me on the hot seat in rapid fire. And we will round out today's show live at Green's Ale House and Grill, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Green's Ale House and Grill, located on 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York, is your home for all the games all the time, Sunday through Saturday, no matter what the sport is. It's also your home of Wingmaster Jabber, who's constantly in the kitchen creating wings that have won awards and you love to eat every single day of the week. At Green's, you'll also find the Wake Up Call with Dan Satora live on location coaches show, exclusively dedicated to the Oswego State Lakers' numerous sports programs. There's only one place to go in Oswego, and that is Green's Ale House and Grill, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. We'll see you there. Back here online on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT and inside Green's Ale House and Grill in Oswego, New York, here on 104 West Bridge Street. Myself, Dan Tortora, sitting alongside Ed Gozik, the men's ice hockey head coach at Oswego State for the Lakers team with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora live on location. We are here every single month with a coach of a program inside Oswego State every month of the year around the clock bringing somebody in. Dan Kane of the men's soccer team was here last month and this month having to have Ed Gozik and obviously Scott Landers has done a bunch of stuff with me in the past as well as Jason Leone and there will be many more to come and we will make sure we bring Ed back as well because you know, I think it's safe to say you're a little bit of a fan favorite in Oswego. Somewhat of a nice guy. I think we could say that, too. Somebody who cares about the right things, has morals and values. So, you know, all, all jokes aside, we would definitely love to have you back here and have you be a part of the show again. Thank you, Dan. And uh, I appreciate your promotion of Oswego State Athletics. I, our, all our coaches work extremely hard. They're good people. And uh, I think everything that you're talking about or asking with the values along with having a successful program, it's, that's, you know, everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to be successful, but at the same time doing it the right way and with character. I think all our coaches at the college represent those values and, and do a great job. So with that being said, I have agreed to put myself on the hot seat after doing it to coach. So Rapid Fire is going to flip the script. The interviewer becomes the interviewee. And Ed has the opportunity to ask me whatever he wants to ask me on the spot here at Greensdale House and Grill. And just like you, I have to answer your questions. So be gentle and go right ahead. If you could pick any vehicle in the world to own and drive, what would it be? Chevy Camaro because of Bumblebee and Transformers. I'm not ashamed to say it, but it would be a Chevy Camaro. Favorite fast food? Chick-fil-A. Don't even have to think about it. Jeez, your answer too quick here. <laughs> um, if you could uh, be on any major sports network, U.S., Canada, or anywhere, uh, what network and what would you be doing? Well, before taking ownership of my company and really wanting to start this and get this off the ground myself with Dan Tortora Broadcast Media, I had the opportunity to work with ESPN in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Syracuse, New York, and Orlando, Florida. My relationship with them has been wonderful. It continues to be that way. There's great people that work 
within ESPN writers and broadcasters. So I would say my I would have to say ESPN because I learned a lot from them and had every intention to start my company, but not before I learned from some really good people out there. And I had a great opportunity to work with ESPN in three different states and come back home and start my own business after doing so. So I'd probably say that. Okay, a little personal here. Okay. Bar soap or liquid soap, and what is your favorite brand? Uh, whatever my wife buys <laughs> seems to smell good. And, uh, I, 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 you know, I was always bar soap at home, but now I always thought, like, the loofah thing, I was like, how do you do it? I don't like it. I'm not good with it. But now the liquid soap and the loofah, I mean, it, it helps you take, like, a five-minute shower, so... In the world I live in and, and running around, I guess I guess that's helpful. So I would say liquid soap, and I'd love to tell you what the brand was, but I, I can tell you it smells good. So I'm not really sure what it is. I just know it's maybe, may, maybe I smell like coconuts or fresh flowers. I have no idea at this point. Okay, boxers or briefs? Boxers. High socks or knee highs? Uh, it depends on the socks. Right? I'm sorry. Yeah, socks it, it depends on the sock. I mean, uh, the ones I'm wearing right now are over the ankle. But you know, either if I'm playing a sport, if I'm going out playing basketball, pickup game or football, they got to be low. If it's winter time and I'm walking around, I'll wear them high. I will never do Lawrence Moten to the knee socks. I can't do that. It's too uncomfortable. Looks weird. I love Lawrence Moten. He's a good friend, but he can do it, not me. You could be the star of any professional sports team. What sport and what position? And what team? Oh my gosh. This is tough. Well, I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you one in honor of my, my grandfather and my dad. So my grandfather's up in heaven. My dad's, my dad's here going strong. I would be a pitcher for the New York Yankees and I would have beaten those Astros and sent us to the World Series. That's one. The uh, the second one would be, huh, I would be, I mean I grew up playing basketball and I loved it, so I would be the point guard of the Toronto Raptors and I would try my best to pass Cleveland and LeBron James and bring Toronto to their first ever NBA Finals. So if it's strictly me, it's Toronto Raptors, if we're involved in the family, I'm beating the Astros and taking the Yankees to the World Series. Favorite alcoholic beverage? I don't really drink that much, but I'm Italian, so I'm going to say Moscato. I like, I like a good old Moscato. Whatever tastes like juice, I guess that's what I get away with is Moscato. That's certainly sweet. Yeah. Good choice. Your uh, favorite color? Green. Another good choice. Thank you. That was uh, totally appropriate with Baker uh, interview with you. If you could treat your wife to one thing that uh, would make her life complete, what would that be? If I could treat my wife to one thing that would make her life, what would that be? Bring her to New York City to watch what happens live so she could meet Andy Cohen, the host of the show. That's one thing she's always wanted to do, so I'd do that. Pretty cool. If you could uh, have one wish here for our country, our government, going forward. One wish for the country or the government? I heard a lot of O's and O's in the back. If I had one wish for our country, what would it be? To have... I don't mean this as a political answer. I mean this really... 
to have healthcare that's affordable to everybody, where you can keep your doctor and you can afford to pay for it. And as a business owner, I can tell you that my my insurance for healthcare went up almost three hundred dollars a month from last year to this year. And you know, I'm thirty, just turned thirty-two over this weekend, so a three hundred dollar increase, not exciting for somebody like me who started my business about five and a half years ago. So I would do something with healthcare and I would probably take our presidents off of Twitter. I think I would do that. I think it's time that, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, I, I think that the leader of the free world should probably not be on Twitter. I would agree with that. Okay. How many more questions do I need to you, fire? You can, you can throw two more at me. Okay, two more questions. Two more questions. What would be uh, your favorite constellation and why? Favorite constellation and why? Well, I took a Stroud of eight. So can I can I say that it, that the that Orion and Orion's belt? Can I utilize that as my? I, sure. No matter where I am, where I go, and I look up in the sky, it's like the first thing I see or the second thing I see. So. I'm going to say Orion's always kind of guiding my way, so I'll give that credit. Your final question, what do you got for me? Uh, your dream vacation. Italy and Spain. I have family in both. So I was told by my family in Spain who's listened. They, they actually, uh, I did, uh, after Spain got attacked by uh, two really tragic and horrible terrorist attacks, and one of my cousins was in the vicinity of the second one but made it through okay. I did a, a tribute show to Spain, and my family in Spain listened to the show, and and they uh, they told me prior too. They said all you need is a flight, you have a place to stay, and plenty of food. And so I'd love to go and see them and uh, the the amazing family that they are. And then in Italy we have family as well. So I'd love to see where I came from and meet my families, and you know obviously have good food, good conversation, and and just learn about where we all, where we started, and, and just what they've done with their lives and what they've become, and I know there's there's been an Italian broadcaster in the family, so that's pretty cool, too. I guess I got it from him, but uh, but yeah, that gets you off the hook, Ed. You did it. So you asked me those questions. I appreciate it very much. On behalf of Oswego, as well as Central and Upstate New York, the entire community in the hockey world, as, as well as everybody here at Green's Ale House and Grill, everybody online on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt let me give you a thank you and and definitely appreciate everything that you've done to ed gozik oswego state lakers men's ice hockey whatever happens from here on out you have had a phenomenal career i believe it'll get even better and i think when that puck gets a little bit close and you need it to go in i think mary is going to push it in the right direction and when it's coming toward your goalkeeper i think she's going to blow it off to the side so here goes to uh, Mary helping you out from up above, and thank you for being a part of the show tonight. No, thank you, Dan. Those are very nice words. I appreciate it, and uh, I know her spirits with uh, myself and everyone uh, with our program, so I'm very grateful. Thank you.